They plan for the future. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. And so what happens? It's not the amount, it's your attitude towards it. See, we need to move from consumers to investors, from paying interest side of money to the dividend side of money. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we continue a message entitled Money Never Sleeps. And uh, Pastor, I'm going to guess that we have a lot of people listening to today's program who say, I hear what you're saying. I wish I were there. But man, you don't know the debt I'm carrying. You don't know how hard it is for me to even begin to think about being an investor, let alone consumer. I I can't invest. I can't cover my bills as it is. Well, you know, sometimes it's like the seventh dwarfs, you know, Snow White and the seventh dwarfs. We go off singing, I owe, I owe, so it's off the work I go. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do it, Steve. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, When we started, we did uh, what I talked about on the last broadcast. We brought our, I said nine credit cards because that's what we had. Yeah. And we started with the lowest and we began to cut them up. But then we went cash and carry. Mm-hmm. No cash, no carry. Then we did some things that I still do today. Uh, we went to the Goodwill. Yeah. Uh, we needed a refrigerator, and we went and bought one at the Goodwill. Mm. And we picked yeah. up a very nice refrigerator that lasted us for about six or seven years. Yeah. And we didn't pay $200 for it. You know, as opposed to what we used to do, go to Sears, get one, uh, $1,500 revolving credit (laughs) and all of that. You see, sometimes I think we don't realize how much money we do have. It's not what we make. It's what we do with what we make. For example, uh, one year I want to give more money to the Lord. I said, Lord, is there anything that I can stop doing? Now, this is extreme. Did you hear what I said? I said, I know it's extreme, but it's me. I'm not asking you to do this. I'm not telling you what to do. I stopped drinking pop. Yes. And that year, every time I would buy, I like root beer. And every time I would, you know, prepare to buy root beer, I'd take that money, I'd drink water, and I'd put the money in a jar. At the end of the year, I had $378. And you probably lost some weight along with that. Oh, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, it's a win-win Yeah, doing that. Yeah. Well, there's so many different ways and ideas, things that you can do to begin to get out of debt. But I think a huge part of that just begins with a mind shift, understanding biblical truth. So let's do that. We're looking at Luke 16 today as we continue Money Never Sleeps. Here's Pastor Ford. And, and so what is a want? It's a quality of need. And what is the desire? It's a quality of want. Okay, okay, I, I, I missed you. Okay, let me come and get you. I work, so I need transportation. We'll get a venture card because that meets your need. CTA can get you to your job. That meets a need. But I want a car, but I desire a Lexus. See, if you knew the difference between a need, a want, and a desire, we'd be able to maximize our money. We got to be careful what we're buying. Oh, okay, okay, let me show you something. My grandson was in, in church this morning, and um, I, I, I was just sharing. I, I used the illustration of, of him, my oldest grandson. Ten years ago, I said to my oldest grandson, man, those are some nice shoes, man. He said, them the new Jordans. I said, what they cost? He said, $300. I said, in ten years, man, 
Do you know what that would be if you had invested in something? No, Papa. I said, 10 years ago, where are those, 10 years later, where are those shoes going to be? He said, I don't know, because they probably won't last a year. Because he buys them and then he sells them. At least he sells them, you know, after he doesn't wore them like he wants. So guess what? If he would have purchased stock in Panera Bread 10 years ago at $23 a share, it would be worth $6,000 today. How many Jordans have your kids had? Amen. Whoever said none, you cut from my bowl of cloth. Amen. I used to tell them, they say, I want these. I say, I got $20. And I know you can get what you want to get with that. Anything else you want, add to it and get it yourself. And they get it themselves. I say, all right. But I thank God that I was telling my, my grandson, I'm so proud of him. Because he learned. He learned. So he went to college uh, freshman year and he said, I, this is not what I want to do. There's something in me. And I, what is it? What is it? His dad talked to him. I want to become an electrician. So his dad said, okay, then get in coin. And then he got out of coin and he became an electrician. He works for Amtrak. Boy, he getting paid. And he went and he said, look, you can't be a renter. You got to be an owner. So at 21 years of age, his, his uh, real estate people told him he was the youngest person to ever buy a house in the history of their selling houses in the African-American community. And they've been in the African-American community for 55 years. He bought his first house at 21. And then he said, I got this seven room, three bedroom house. It's just me. I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. So you know what he did? What's that thing called? Where you, where you go to another city and you, what is it called? What is it? So he said, I need to make me some money. So he set his house up for Airbnb. And then he said, well, you know what? I've got this money. I want to invest this money. So he started a business. So this boy working for the railroad, get paid, Airbnb, and he's investing. Yeah, you got to maximize your money. Get a budget. If I say, how many of you got a budget? Some of you raise your hand. You have to say, how many have it written? And then you have to put your hand down. If it's not written, it's not a budget. And if you're not following it, you might as well tear it up. That we need to budget. Hey, I challenge you for the next 30 days, keep an account of Every penny you spend and where you'll be surprised. Uh, uh, two years ago, I said, I want to give more money to the great day of giving. And so I said, okay, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. What can I stop doing? And I stopped drinking pop. And I was able to give an extra $300 to the great day of giving because when I wanted to buy pop and when I normally would, I put it in a jar and I had $300 at the end of the year. Can somebody say sugar diabetes? Yeah. You know, my wife and I, we got our 36000 worth of debt in 18 months, but we planned this plan and we made the plan. And I said to her, I said, now we got a plan. And we're going to maximize. We're going to do this thing. And uh, she said, okay, I'm with you. You know, I didn't tell you fellas something. Uh, listen, uh, whenever they say, you say, i never seen that before. That's new. Oh, no, this old thing, I didn't have. It was in the trunk of the car or, or in the back of the closet or the secret hiding place or their girlfriend had it till they was ready to, to put it on. And, and so what, what happens? What happens? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it ain't new, brother. It ain't, it ain't new, but it's the first time you saw it. So I said to my sugar babe, I said, we, we got to work this plan. And then I found the dress. What's this? Oh, that's old. Oh, no, no. What's this? This, this, is, this is not in our budget. And uh, she said, well, you know what? It had to be God. Why did it have to be God? Because when I went to the store, it was the only one was there. It was in my size. It was my favorite color. And it was on sale. Now, you tell me God ain't in that. That ain't no accident. That's called providence. And I said, no, nah, baby, no, 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 what you should have did. I told you when the devil tells you, you know, buy this, buy that, you say, get thee hence behind me, Satan, for thou savest not the things that be of God. And she said, well, I did that. I said, no, you did. Yes, I did. I said, well, if you did it, what happened? She said, he went behind me and looked at me and said, girl, it looks good on you from back here, too. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you something real quick. And this is not mine. I saw this on TV. Uh, you two brothers, come here. Come here. Come here. One brother, come here. Now, let's just say, let's just say this is $200. Okay, I'm going to buy your services. $200. Okay? Now, don't put it in your pocket. Don't put it in your pocket. Don't put it in your pocket. In your pocket. You know, I don't want you to go through all that trouble, you know, having to give it back. And then, and then it, you know, I ain't going to have it all together. So you may let some of it slide in there, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how much that is. So I got to keep my eye on it, you know? So, so, so now, I'm hiring you for eight hours. You just sold me eight hours of your life. So now, for that eight hours, I can tell you what to do, how to come, where to go. I control your life for $200. Mm -hmm. I control your life. Mm -hmm. You traded this for your life. Brother Mike, come here. You have a phone on you? You have a phone on you? Bring your phone out. Okay, now, here's what I want you to do. Sell him your phone for $200. Now, what you just did, you sold me $200 of your life, and you just said that this phone is worth that. $200 of your life. What you give your money Two demonstrates what your life is about. Oh, you give it, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, and you think about it. Yes. So $900 and I only get $1,200 in a link car. And I just gave away three weeks worth of my living for a phone. Now, if you deem it worth it, you go ahead, because we always, we always pay what we value. Uh, but it is, uh, you need to understand you have to maximize your money. See, Matthew 25, and we're going to study that by itself. Let me give it to you real quick. Matthew 25, here's what happens. He gives one five talents, and he gets 100%. He gives one two talents. He gets, now, I, I look, and there's all kinds, but the, the people uh, that I read behind said this. Uh, you know, talent is not your gifts. Talent is money. And so if it's gold or silver, it determines how much it is. If it's a gold talent, here's, here's the figure that I saw that uh, was the lowest one, then it's $250,000. So the man with five was given $2.5 million in our money. If it's silver, it's seventy five. dollars You do the math. So let's say it's gold. So the one was given 
two and a half million dollars. The other one was given a million dollars and the other one was given $250,000. And the one that was given the 250,000 didn't value it, didn't produce anything. But the one who had five produced five. The one that had two produced two. Why? They maximized their money. Here's the second one, and I'm going to give you this real quick. They plan for the future. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. And so what happened? It's not the amount, it's your attitude towards it. See, we need to move from consumers to investors, from paying interest side of money to the dividend side of money. Boy, it is so important to understand those differences and then to grasp that, to to change your mind in that way and begin to thinking along those lines, isn't it? You're listening to a message called Money Never Sleeps, and we'll get back to that in just one moment. But if you're listening in another part of the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can share your story with us of where you're listening and why you listen when you come to our website. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for the contact link and leave us your comments there. You can even ask a question to Pastor Ford. Again, it's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Let's get back to the message, Money Never Sleeps. Again, here is Pastor Ford. We need to learn some new words instead of new car, new clothes, new phone, new TV. We need to learn some new words like mutual funds, like money market, some new words like tax sheltered annuity, new words like living trust and wheels and stock market and investment club. And how about this one? Home ownership. We need some new words. And so what happens? I already told you, $300 gym shoes invested would become $6,000 today. You have to know how to make money work for you. Why? Because money never sleeps. Proverbs 19.2, desire without knowledge is not good. How much more will hasty feet miss the way? Now, here's what people say. I don't have any money for investing. You have cable? Oh, you got money for investing. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah. Do you buy your lunch every day instead of taking your lunch? You got money. You have money for investment. On and on it goes. You see? And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to show you some things that can get you some money that you already have. Oh, but here it is. What's our problem? Number one problem, credit cards. Credit cards. As a matter of fact, the word charge etymologically comes from the Latin charis, C-A-R-R-U-S. And what it literally means is uh, it was a four-wheeled Roman baggage wagon. In other words, the word charge means to put yourself under a heavy burden. <laughs> wow. 18% interest. Proverbs 22.7 says that the borrower is a slave to the lender. Okay, I I need need me some brothers to help me real quick. You two brothers, come help me again. Help me, Brother Watkins. Help me. Okay, so I want all y'all to stand over here, and I'm going to stand over here. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you guys to all rush me at the same time. Come on. All you rush me at the same time. All you rush me at the same time. Okay, there you go. Oh, that's good. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, now. Here's what we do with our debt. We look at it and we say, I'm overwhelmed. There's nothing I can do. What can I do? I'm in debt. Okay, but watch this. Stand here. Okay, now. You get overwhelmed. But all this debt, what am I going to do? I mean, I know I got myself into trouble, but what am I going to do? If you're looking at all of it and it all rushes you at one time, you're overwhelmed. But if you take the smallest 
and you say, I'm going to pay this off. And you pay that off. And then you take what you had on that one, and then you go to the next one, and you, you pay that off. Then you take what you got from these two, and you put it on this one, and you pay that off. Then you take what you did for these three and for this one, and you pay that one off. And then you take what for these four, and then you take this one, and you pay this one off. And before you know it, you're debt-free. Now, it's going to take time. It took you time to run everything up. So it's going to take time. But so what? Now that I'm debt-free, I go cash and carry. No cash, no carry. Here's what I do. I go to the secondhand stores and I buy stuff secondhand. I look for not a brand new this, but can I find a good use this? Thank you, brothers. Let's give him a hand. Thank you. She so said, yeah, it's like we need plastic surgery. That's what we need. Now, now get this. You write these down because I'm not going to turn to them. But Luke 12, 15 to 21, this guy planned. He said, I'm going to build bigger barns and I'm going to say, soul, soul, take thy ease. But remember, but God. In other words, it wasn't wrong what he did in accumulating the things he accumulated. What was wrong is he left God out. That's what was wrong. He's saying, I'm going to get rich and I'm going to, you know, get rich or die trying and uh, boom. And God said, but you didn't factor me in. So his problem was he left God out. That's why James says in James 4, 13 through 15, he said, don't say what you're going to do today or tomorrow because it's not promised to you what you ought to say if the Lord wills. See, he's not saying you can't talk about tomorrow. Just factor in the Lord. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow if the Lord wills. And so what happens here? Hey, 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 let me just do this real quick and I'm done. Now, remember in John 21? Here's what happened in John 21. In John 21, uh, Jesus uh, goes up to the disciples. Uh, he's there with them. And they, remember, they left ministry to go fishing. Now, Peter uh, hedged his bet. Uh, he kept his boat. So he goes back to the fishing business. Why? Because that's how he made his money before he met Jesus. And, and so he goes fishing and Eight of the disciples follow him. Matthew, what are you doing with Peter going fishing? Uh, you know, doggone well, you're a tax collector, not a fisherman. But it shows you the power of leadership. So Jesus comes to them, and uh, they're out fishing on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus says, children. Now, I already told you why I like that, because they're backslidden, but yet he calls them children, and they're grown men. Why? Because it doesn't matter how far away you are from him. If you know him, you are still his child. Children, have you any meat? In other words, you left me to catch fish because you need to make some money. Well, how's that working for you, Dr. Phil moment? And so he says, oh, no, no, no. We fished all night. We ain't catch nothing. Jesus said, okay, you let me for fish and you didn't get anything. And so now uh, let me show you. I know where the fish are. Cast your net on the other side of the boat. They catch 153 fish. Peter then leaves the fish. Now, what'd you leave Jesus for in ministry? For fish. I got to make money. I got to live. I've been with Jesus three and a third year. I've been away from this business. I'm going to build this business back up. So you left for money. And then what happened? Jesus showed them where to get it. 
You done fished all night. It ain't working for you. Let me show you how to get it just like that. I know where it is. I know how to do it. I know how, because it is Deuteronomy 8.18. It's the Lord thy God that give you the power to get wealth. So then once he gets the fish, what does he do? Throw off his outer coat, dive in the water. I left you for fish. You gave me fish that I fished all night and didn't get. Now I understand you are more important than fish. So I'm leaving the fish that I wanted and left you for to go to you. Then when he got there, what did Jesus do? He had everything ready. He had the catfish fried. He had the spaghetti and the coleslaw and the red Kool-Aid in the mason jar. He had it all there. Wait a minute, you left me for fish so you could make some money, live, this is your living, and uh, you didn't catch any, so you don't have any proceeds. But then I show you uh, where the fish is because you sell them to get your money, you take care of everything. So then you realize I'm more important. You left me for the fish. You left the fish for me, and now you need to know I have the fish, and those fish over there got to be cleaned and fried, and I have everything already ready for you. So you, when you get with me, I'm the one that gives you power to get what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knows where the fish are. He'll tell you how to get them. He'll hold them there for you. It's a miraculous supply. It's not even the time of day that they should be there. Why they fish at night? Because that's where they're supposed to be. At night, they come up to feed. In the day, they're down at the bottom. But Jesus had them net fish. And he'll always give you more than what you wanted. Do you know your redemption is financial? The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 6, 20, we've been redeemed. We're purchased, not our own. The word redeem comes from the word agora. Say agora. Agora was the marketplace where you went to buy things. And so the Bible tells us we were in the slave market of sin and Jesus went and purchased us. And it wasn't silver, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. For as much as you know, you're not redeemed with uh, corruptible things such as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your father, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without spot and without blemish. That even our salvation is a financial term that God invested in our salvation. And the dividend is he brings many sons and daughters to glory. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Money Never Sleeps. And what a thing to think about, God investing and then bringing many people to glory, many people being adopted into his family. You know, the thing that still kind of blows my mind about that is he allows you and me to be a part of that process as we pray for and as we give towards the sharing of the gospel. And that's what we're all about here at Treasure Truth, getting God's word out there to as many people as we can. And you can help us do that. You can be a part of that as you pray for and as you give towards Treasure Truth and Moody Radio. To be a part, to give your gift, come to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the link that says make a donation, and there you can give a regular monthly gift or a single one-time gift. Either way, just come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on make a donation. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening today. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.